Welcome friends and fellow adventurers, this is Alex Reed, the DM here for Cocked, a real play D&D podcast, as well as your guide to the lands of Manassas. And tonight, here on Cocked, we have a very special uh, one-shot for you guys, putting on a Halloween special, and it is focused on the Order of the Blood Hunters, who are known as the uh, Order of the Bloodhawks in Manassas. So, here's a little overview um, you guys will be led by Hayesk Mirnan, who is the leader of the Blood Hunters, um, the Order of the Blood Hawks. He is taking you guys to uh, Vinvale Island. Hayesk has been contacted by a, a friend from the Yoshe Isles to investigate strange occurrences taking place on the island of Vinvale. Hayesk's friends has noticed an uptick in smaller imps and quasits and is worried that it could lead to or be an indication that a greater and darker force is at play. This one shot is going to take place on the 24th of Hammer, or Deep Winter, on the calendar. It is the winter solstice, and the year is 326 GOC. The veil between the Shadowfell and the Material Plane get weaker during the um, solstice, and it's easier for beings to cross between planes. The one shot will begin as you guys are all arriving just off the coast of the island of Vinvale. Um, you guys do have kind of a customized ship, more of like a an icebreaker. It's um, it's got like metal pieces on the front to protect the the wooden part of the ship, so it is a little bit heavier. So the ship is trimming slightly forward, even though they did try to offset it with adding some weight to the back. You guys are getting ready to arrive. They're dropping anchor. Let's introduce our characters before we go forward. Hey guys, it's Connor Joyner. I'm playing Garen Flintclaw, a Brone's long deceased father. He is a blood hunter, fighter, and he's roughly six foot eleven, about two hundred fifty pounds, with tawny fur, a very distinctive black mane with silver uh, tips, with very dark reddish gold eyes that are a byproduct of his initiation into the Bloodhunter Order. I'm Jessica Reed. I play Gustar. He is a human bard bloodhunter. Um, he's about 57 years old. He's bald. Uh, no beard, no hair. You can see his kind of scars throughout his body. He's about 6'2", 250 pounds, so broad and stocky. Um, and yeah, just going with the flow to each adventure. Hi, this is Alex Groves. I will be playing Lars Volmir, um, human straight blood hunter tonight. Um, Lars was actually a street urchin as a young child, didn't know who his family was. Just grew up with a bunch of street kids and was actually brought in and adopted by a member of the Order of Bloodhawk. Uh, and that's how he got interest, or interested in, in became working with as as a blood hunter. Um, he now works uh, every once in a while as a bounty hunter, but whenever the order of the Bloodhawk calls, he definitely answers. Uh, he's your very average human, about five feet five inches tall, one hundred fifty pounds, only twenty four years old. He is gets very excited in battle, so he's one to rush in rather quickly. Hi. I'm Reggie Morris. I'll be playing Roland, the um, gunslinging blood hunter. Roland is about a um, 6'5", darker-skinned human with dreadlocks that are tied up underneath shorter-brim cowboy hat. 
and he um, wears like nicer, like um, like a nicer tunic underneath this long black duster. Roland has a pair of black circular glasses, and he has red eyes. So the question for you guys is, why did your character decide to go on this adventure? Well, for Lars, they called, and he feels, I mean, like I said, he was a street urchin until they brought him in, and they've trained him and everything. He is just a blood hunter. Like He does bounty hunting every once in a while if there's no work for blood hunters, but if blood hunter, uh, the the order of the Bloodhawk calls, he's right there ready to serve. It's kind of like a duty, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, he, he feels a, a duty to, you know... Like um, an obligation mm-hmm. or a duty towards the, yep. the order of the Bloodhawks. Yep. Roland, he was just kind of drifting because he normally does work for his mother and father, so he was just kind of in between jobs. So he just thought, why not? The star's just here for the ride. Garen is here because of the proximity to Pride Island. He wants to ensure that that this threat doesn't make it to his home and endanger not only his family, but the other prides of the island, really. Hi, I'm Alex Reed, DM uh, here for Cocked, a real play D&D podcast. Today I will be kind of jumping in and out. Um, I created a character, Hayes Mirnan, who is leading this uh, this group. He'll be with you guys, helping you guys out. You guys have just gotten just off the island of Vinvale. You are getting ready. You're unloading supplies and stuff like that. Um, you're moving them to the shore. Go ahead and make DC 12 deck save. 20. 13. Four kind of dice. I couldn't find my Okay, and then you're good. Yeah, it was 18. Eight. Okay, well, it is a group check, so I think that overall is above a 12. You guys are unloading these materials from the ship. They're heavy crates. They couldn't get all the way to land, and you can't obviously get a rowboat in crushed ice and solid sheets of ice. So you guys are dragging these crates or carrying these crates across kind of a frozen tundra, roughly about, I don't know, half a mile to get to shore um, because they didn't want to get too close with the ship. They didn't want to break anything. So as you guys are going across, Garon loses his footing briefly. But uh, the three of you have the other corners of the crate that you're carrying. So it kind of dips for a second, but you guys pull it back and he's able to catch his footing. Go ahead and make another deck save. 24. 21. 6. 19. So you guys are moving along. I'm going to say that Garon and Gustar were carrying the back corners. So Gustar was affected when Garon fell the first time and kind of got himself right. And they were both struggling and Gustar slipped as a direct impact of Garon dropping his corner for a moment. Um, so they both kind of struggle the front two. You guys kind of slow down for a second and let them kind of get their footing and catch up. So now you guys traverse for most of the way. But as you guys get close, all of you start to feel like the ice start to shake. You guys get to the shore. Um, there's a lot of you guys. Everybody gets the supplies there. And you guys start setting up camp, and Hayes kind of walks over to you guys, and he says, Bloodhawks, we need to discuss where we're going. Can't do it here. I'd rather not around the crew. They're going to stay here and wait for us, because as soon as we get back, they're immediately escorting us to the ship, and we are getting off this island. I mean, I'm cool with it. I just don't want it in earshot of anybody outside of the Order, that's all. Let's go. So you guys kind of walk a little bit of ways away from camp. 
and he pulls out a map and he shows you he says um, my my contact also sent a, a map of the island to us he dared not step on foot on the island but he did take um, drawings and everything from the coast he is a fisherman from a local island this has been going on for months um, and when the ice set in he just he couldn't get back to keep tabs so he asked and requested that we come in and check so we have about a four-hour journey from here to the center of the island i believe there is an old temple there that we will be looking for and if we can find that temple i have a feeling that there's something there that started a lot of this you got any idea of what the something is unfortunately i'm not positive but i do know that when we discussed it you four were some of the most well-trained blood hunters we could get on such a short notice so why doesn't he want to set foot on this island what about it scares him well he's a fisherman and he sees closets and imps i i mean if you saw a closet or an imp in your village i'm sure most people would be a little scared there'd be some of you that weren't but just a simple mere common fisherman He's not going to want to take on a demon or an imp or anything I mean, like I've, that. I've never seen a closet or an imp, so... I mean, oh. I've seen pictures, but I've never actually killed one before, so I'm kind of excited. If that's truly what this is, then it should be it should be an interesting journey for you, friend. Yeah. It's good to see you again, by the way. Oh, thanks. I'm, I'm happy I got the call. Yes. If you guys want to just check your weapons, get everything ready, uh, we'll be ready to depart in five. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Sure. What's your uh, your character's name again? Lars. Lars. Okay. Yeah. And you'll see Lars. I'm, I'm, it's extremely cold where we are. You'll see him reach into his backpack and set. Um, it's it's you know, like his big wad of leather, basically. And he's going to set it down on the ground and kind of unwrap it. And there's going to be a little three-inch cube that he puts down on the ground. Um, and if you get within 15 feet of that, it's a thermal cube. It gives off 95-degree heat in a 15-foot um, area. So he's going to kind of stand near that while everyone's finishing up. A couple minutes pass by, and uh, Hayes returns and just looks to all of you and says, are we, are we ready to set up? The stars are shaking his head, yes. Yeah, let's go. You're not supposed. I'm ready. So you can hear the crunch of the snow under your, your boots as you start to walk. And it, it's... Not deep snow. It's a couple inches, but as you continue going, you notice it quickly starts to build a little higher and a little higher. Um, you guys are going to be traveling for about two hours. As you guys start to walk the next leg of the journey, you guys start to notice there are some some strange marks on the ground. And I'm going to have you guys all roll investigation checks to see if you can tell what it is. Roll these with advantage. 20. Yeah, I got a dirty 20. Nice. 22. 19. So you guys looking at it, um, because he had mentioned before that they believe there were imps in closets, you guys do remember if, through your training... And, and when you guys became blood hunters, there were different texts and things that you guys had to read and study on different tracks and like the, the habits of these creatures. So you guys could see they're not like footsteps. Some of them are almost like they hop 
some of them look like they maybe touch down and flutter for a little ways and touch. So you, you can kind of surmise that they are imps. And it, it's what you read about, about quasits. They don't necessarily walk. They more hop along. Um, so you're looking at it, and it, it's a little different as far as the tracks go, but definitely something there. But there's one that you guys see that you just you don't quite understand. It's tough to make it out just because of the odd shape. It looks like a step, but it also looks like it drags at some point as well. Could we do like a history check maybe to see? Sure. If we... That is a 14. 23 on history. 15. 23. You've seen texts about this. There's a couple different things that people... and Well, there's a couple different theories that people believe make these traps. Um, you do know that they are demonic or devilish in nature for the most part. Um, are there any specific theories or you know that the majority of them circle around like demonic or devilish creatures that make these marks right but they don't have anything for certain that is one of the reasons that hask is here he's documenting this because they are building basically lore and any type of history of these events um One of the big things the Bloodhawks have done for the last couple hundred years is they have um, patrolled the portals that were used to create the realms. And so they they kind of watch like the the Fey portals, the portals to the Shadow Realm, things like that. They travel around and they make sure that those are taken care of. So you, you as Bloodhunters would know that's something that is your call. Seeing the tracks, um, Lars is going to um, pull out his heavy crossbow and go ahead and knock a bolt in there and kind of just be at the ready. Okay. Roller seeing tracks, identifiable tracks. Yeah, Roland just has his rifle slung over his shoulder. Garen's pulled his his one of his two great swords out and has it ready. And as I don't know if I don't know if anyone had has traveled with Lars yet. So if if not for a human, his eyes look very different uh, when it's is it dark or is it light? I can't remember. It's a, um, it it is it's still light, okay. but it's as it gets dark, you're gonna notice his eyes kind of have like a a different kind of glow to them than normal human eyes. Um, he was been granted with a devil sight, so mm-hmm. his dark vision up to 120 feet. As we're walking, um, Roland is going to kind of just turn towards Lars and just be like, so uh, what's what's your story exactly? I'm asking you because, I mean, you and I were the only ones able to actually stay on our feet the whole time. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I've, you know, I, I was basically raised by um, the Bloodhawks. They've trained me and, and I, and, you know, if they need me, I, I come and I've been working as a bounty hunter. Um, quite a bit lately, um, but you know they they called and, and of course I, I came running. So, Wrong. what about you? I haven't seen you around before. Yeah, just uh, kind of caught wind of something I can maybe get paid for, just in between doing things for my sure. parents. The rifle is quite impressive. I've I've actually never seen a. I've just got the crossbow. That's all. I've never actually seen a 
an actual rifle or gun before so roland um when you say that kind of like grins a little bit and like pulls out his 44 magnum on his side and like flips it over and like hands you or doesn't hand it to you just like shows it to you and like um like he shows you like the chamber and everything in it and like kind of how it works like the hammer pulling back on it and whatnot yeah wow that's pretty impressive i don't know if i could handle something like that yeah i mean not a lot of people can but you know yeah I mean, you are at least able to stay standing up, so I'm sure you'd be fine. <laughs> so it's at this point you guys notice Hayes kind of puts his hand up, and he gets down close to the ground and starts kind of looking at the tracks, and he begins to draw his greatsword, and he runs it across his neck, and he activates his right. All right. Marlon's not going to react to it in any way, just whatever. Make a perception check, everybody. 17. 17 as well. 13. 7. I would say also Lars is probably pretty close to Haysk, being the, you know, the ranking member of the Bloodhawks. He's going to stay pretty close to him. So you notice that um, when he pulls out his sword, um, because you guys are in the Frozen, he actually activates his uh, Rite of Flame on it so flames shoot from his sword as he does it and you start to see kind of the snow start to melt away and as you do you notice that the mark that was around that snow around those drag marks he kind of digs the mud that was there what looks like mud and brings it close and smells it and then holds it out and has everybody all smell it go ahead and make a um, nature check That's a 15 for Lars. Uh, 12. 14. 20. So, all of you, the smell of sulfur hits you extremely hard as he lifts this up and he kind of looks at you and he says, this isn't regular mud. I guess it means we're heading in the right direction. I do. I think we're headed in the right direction, but I think we need to be on our guard. And it's at that point you guys hear rustling. And crunching coming from um, like a tree line about 20 feet away from you. And everybody roll for initiative. Eight. Yeah. Thirteen. Uh, Large got a seven. <laughs> seven. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Large did have his, I did say he had his crossbow out and kind of ready. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> So, um, same, same roll and then he took a nap. <laughs> so, you guys heard this crunching noise, and all of a sudden, from the tree line bursts um, four creatures. And you see two imps and two quasits come out of the tree line. And just as that happens, again, they're about 20 feet away from you, a shadow demon follows right behind them. So they burst through the tree line. These closets and imps, you can hear them kind of snarling and cackling. And the shadow demon just comes out behind it. And just, you you see it as it steps out its feet. You see it leave these drag marks as it kind of steps forward. So you can start to piece together, this is what was making those marks. You are probably seeing either these or another group of these 
And as you start to kind of think about it, it starts to click that these are probably patrols. That these are probably groups that are patrolling the area. They didn't actually see you until they came out of the tree line. So they are reacting now. But the shadow demon does fly up about 10 feet and then move forward 20. Haste looks back at you and just jumps and takes just this huge swing as a shadow demon comes close. 22 hits. But he does get two attacks. So he does 12 on the first. That one's better. And 16 on the second, so 28 total um, damage with these two slashes as he just reaches up, just jumps up, and just you see him. It's extremely fast for a greatsword. You would think he was swinging around a short sword just at the speed and the precision of just cutting into it. Very epic. And he lands um, just underneath it. And just you see him kind of bring the sword across his shoulder like he's getting ready to block or parry whatever comes his way. Gustar, you are up. How far away are they? Like 20 feet? So the shadow demon is right, is about 10 feet above Hask. Hask literally leapt up and swung at it and then came back down right under it. So if you have something that is like AOE, you could go up and hit him or distance, you could hit him. The other ones are probably, I'd say, like 15, 20 feet away from you, yes. I'm going to bonus action blood curse the shadow demon. Okay. They have blood, right? <laughs> That's kind of important for a blood shadow curse. Blood, yeah. For the duration, the creature has disadvantage on strength and dex checks and takes 1d8 necrotic damage if it makes more than one attack on its turn. Okay. Do you see 14, Conte? Yeah. It says it's at the end of each of its turn to end the curse. Um, and then I will just move forward to one of the other little things. I will say, you, you do know that it does have blood, because when Hask jumped up and slashed at it, oh, good point. Y- you do see like this um, dark, Icker. black ichor kind of pouring out of it. Yeah. Ichor smells. Yeah, I'll just go up to one of the other ones and... I think I can do two two attacks for two weapon fighting. I have two sickles in my hand, I think. Yes, because is the blood curse a bonus action? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is two weapon doesn't two weapon fighting doesn't it use your action and bonus action for yeah, the second swing? Oh, off, then just yeah. one. Um, seventeen to hit. Seventeen hits. You're, wait, what are you hitting? One of the ones that were so, in front of me. So, like the imp or the closet? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess if I'm choosing an imp, and it takes four damage. Recap, you did your blood curse on the, the shadow, shadow demon. demon. Yes. Then you ran 15 feet to and attacked the imp. Yes. Okay. Got it. Um, so then it is this Quasit's turn, who is near Gustar. So it is going to run up to you, and it is going to make you make a DC 10 wisdom saving throw. Nope, seven. You now fear the closet. You're frightened for one minute. Hmm. So at the end of, um, it says the target can repeat the saving throw at the end of its turns with disadvantage if the closet is within line of sight, ending the effect on itself on a success. 
So that's his action. He ran up to you and did that, so he can't do anything else. Uh, Roland, you're up. Um, Roland is going to take aim with his rifle and uh, shoot the closet that feared one of the people in his party for his first attack. Okay. 22. 22 hits. 22 piercing. 22 piercing? Dead. Okay. He's going to take aim at just... He, he's he kind of... Roland kind of backed up as well so that he's a little further away, like a more comfortable distance away. Just okay. his full 30 to back up. Mm-hmm. And he's going to take aim at another... There's another imp. You said there's two imps, two there's closets. There's two imps, two closets. Okay. He's going to take aim at an imp. 26. 26 hits. 13. 13 kills it. Okay. Um, yeah, Roland just with like just swift motion just like pulls the trigger and like then like um, cocks the bolt back and pulls uh, the trigger again and gets two easy kills from it. And he's just going to kind of back up and just he's, he's just going to kind of chill where he is. Okay. And then Lars, you're up. Okay, Lars, it was near name. Hayesk. Hayesk, thank you. Uh, when this happened, so I'm assuming he's still mm-hmm. somewhat close. So not leaving the range or the threat um, area of the Shadow Demon, he's going to quickly shoot at him with um, his crossbow. Okay. Yeah, you don't, you don't, he has a five foot reach for his claw attack. So yeah. I guess technically he could have gotten an opportunity attack whenever Hayes jumped up. And then fell back down, but I'm going to say that basically it was reeling in pain from the two sure. slashes that it didn't get a chance to. But yeah, you don't have to worry yeah. about getting out of its threat range. Yeah. You're you're not in it. He just what what Lars is going to do is he's going to um, he's going to keep you know the crosswalk. What you guys will quickly see is how fast Lars is with his crossbow. He's a um, some might say a crossbow expert. <laughs> Very epic. so he can reload in a second. So he. Shoots one off real quick. Uh, that is a dirty 20. Hits. And then he's going to, as he's still rotating around, staying within the same range, mm-hmm. getting more towards the back of the Shadow Demon, he's going to fire again. He's going to reload real quick and fire again because he has two attacks. And that's a 28. Hits. Okay, so the first is going to be 8 piercing, and the second one is going to be 12 piercing. And then you're going to see him basically, essentially he's going to, you'll, if, you're, if you're looking at him, you'll see him just drop the crossbow, and you'll see that it's kind of connected to him by like, you know, like ropes like, and stuff like, like that. Scene. Yeah, so it just kind of falls away, and he pulls out his rapier ready for okay. you. You let loose two bolts. Mm-hmm. You see it hits once in the right shoulder, and the other in the left shoulder, and you just hear this screech from the shadow demon as it is pissed. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out and flew straight at you, and it has taken a lot of damage in before it's even gotten a chance to really act. And with my so, movement, I should pretty much be behind where it was now. Like if it's if it's flowing right above Hask, I should have rotated around to where I'm pretty much behind him now. Yeah, rolling just say not shooting. Garon. Thanks. Lars is really energetic. <laughs> Garon, it's your turn. <laughs> so Garon's gonna put his sword in the ground because he's not within range to use his his, uh, his great sword. So he's going to pull his his light crossbow out and he's going to shoot at the shadow demon. I love that visual of you just taking this great sword and just <laughs> down to the tundra, just ready to <laughs> kick ass with your right. <laughs> 
23 hits. And then I and then I had two attacks as well. So 18. 18 hits. So the first one. How does that work if you don't have crossbow expert? You have to use your bonus action to reload. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so we'd say you use your bonus action to reload and then take your second attack. Yes. So that's so the first one is nine piercing. And the second So the first one was nine uh, piercing and the second four. So you did just enough as you the the first bolt hits just shy of the neck. Mm-hmm. The the second bolt that you fired actually ends up piercing the throat, and it goes from front to back through the trachea, and you just see that ichor start to kind of drain out, and it just the demon just falls lifeless. The body doesn't stay there; it immediately starts to just turn into this ichor and this ooze as it just kind of soaks into the ground. Mm-hmm. A good kill. Was that the last one? No, no oh, that was just a oh. shadow demon. Okay, sorry. So now what I'm hearing is eat the snow. Eat the snow? Yeah. It's the, the ichor is like absorbed into the oh, snow. Yeah. Eat the snow now. <laughs> <laughs> what show are you talking about first? I'm like, wait. <laughs> you have your back turned. One imp is going to run past Gustar. Gustar, you can take an attack of opportunity if you want on this imp. Uh, sure. And what it does is it jumps and 21. starts flying. To get to you, um, that hits. So it uses five feet of movement to jump up and starts flying about five feet above the ground as it passes. Um, Gustar, how are you hitting it? With my sickle. Okay, he just kind of lashes out with a sickle coming up on it. Uh, two damage. Catches just the flat of the wing and kind of starts to tear. Weaves for a second, but then goes back on course. It's going to go after Lars. Does a 24 hit. Sure. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you take six points of piercing damage, and you have to make a con saving throw. Okay. Well, I, I'll choose one of those. No, no, and. Um. <laughs> 23? 23 saves. Okay. I rolled a 13 for damage, so you take six points. Of poison damage, so you, okay. if you have resistance to that, you can cut that in half again. I mean, sure, I'll take resistance. So no, you it. don't have resistance. <laughs> it flies through; it does hit you. Twelve um, points of damage. Okay. Yes. So it it did it did its sting because mm-hmm. it's in its kind of Lord. bestial form. So it used its stinger to come at you, and then the other closet goes towards Gustar, and will attempt to claw. Mm, I'm assuming a 10 doesn't hit. No. Okay. So it kind of attempts to claw at you. It misses, um, swings through, looks back at you, and just just kind of starts growling and making snarling noises at you. I speak Infernal. That was highly offensive. <laughs> so so Hask, um seeing the Shadow Demon fall, Looking around and seeing what's left, realizing that the only thing that really is left is an imp in a closet, he immediately pushes Lars out of the way as he squeezes between Lars and the imp, and just with one swing, just kind of swings across at it. Have you ever seen somebody be able to wield a great sword in one hand? But yeah. that's, that's what Haste does. He connects. I rolled a 19 on the die, or 18 on the die, and it's plus 12, so 30 to hit. Hmm. 
15 points of damage. So as he kind of pushes you back and comes across with one hand, he just beheads this imp. Like it's flying basically at head level for you guys. He pushes you back and just comes across with a sword and you just watch as the two parts of the imp just kind of fall and land on each side, either side of like his body. So you can see him in front of you and then this imp fall in two pieces. And then Gustar, it's your turn. I thought that was the last one. There's still a closet that ran up and tried to hit you. And how far away is that? It, it ran right up to you, oh, okay. so it's right, so right in front of you. Next to me. I'll just try to hit it. It's going to be a 16. 16 hits. Uh, four damage. Just, do you get your bonus action too, though? Yeah, that was just... Oh, okay. I was yep. Making sure it wasn't already dead. Uh, 22. 22 hits. And another four damage. It now dies. So, you guys have successfully killed the entire patrol that came out through the tree line relatively quick as well. Haste kind of stands up and looks around and he says, It's it's an honor that it was you four that came here with me. I think we're close. I think we should follow the direction that these came from. He Very kind of, delayed, Gustar is just like, You are defeated. <laughs> <laughs> and then you may continue. Haste just kind of walks up and pats Gustar on the shoulder. Well done, friend. Man, that one really got me with a stinger in the back. Man, that hurt. Yes, those those imps there. They're nasty. You cut it right in half, though. Well, you stabbed my friend. Oof. You exactly got time to dilly-dally now, yo. Nope. Let's follow these tracks. Looks at Lars and says, you're healed. And you get four points back. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. You guys uh, continue to track through the woods. Oh, Um, sorry, real quick. Also, hmm? um... With his rapier, Lars is going to kind of poke at the ichor to see if we can retrieve either one of his crossbow bolts. They're, all the bolts are still there. They're okay. just covered in ichor. Okay. He's going to wipe it off. If they're in good shape, enough shape to use again. Connor, are you trying to get your bolts back too? He's not even going to try it. <laughs> it's not even worth it to him. All right. So um, you guys are continuing through. You're following those tracks. It takes you another like half hour. But you do come to a clearing. It appears to have been traversed recently, not just by this group, but there's quite a bit of prints around it. And the snow is melted around the entrance to the actual um, temple itself. Can I make a investigation check to see what kind of tracks? I mean, yeah. 12. Do you have advantage on that too? Yep. Oh, man. Yeah. It's only a 12. It, it looks... It looks like the imps. It looks like the closets. You can't tell if it was necessarily the patrol you ran into recently or more. Um, but you do make your um, way up to the temple. You see that it the snow has melted and you can enter. Is that what you guys choose to do? Yes. Uh, I suppose. Well, Let's guys, go. first, remember, before we go anyplace, they always tell us we need to check the doors for traps. So let's check to see if there's any traps in the doors first. I mean, right, Hayes? Isn't that what we're supposed to do? You sound like you're volunteering to check for traps. I can check, yeah, if you want me to. Roland's just going to shoot at the door first. As you as you ask that and you look around, you see that Hayes is behind the group, still knelt down at one of the marks, just kind of like looking and like digging at the um, the shadow demon marks and is putting it in a vial. Like he's getting something to take back. 
Okay. But he just looks back and he's like, uh, yes, if if we're going to go somewhere, definitely look look for traps and check the doors first, please. Well, then Roland shot the door, so I'm not sure what that did. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's something on it. Who knows? Make, make an attack roll for the door. I mean, I rolled a crit. Okay. Roll your damage. 36. Your round lodges in the stone and stays there. All right. Uh, Roland, you know, I was standing right here. I mean, maybe we should check before you start shooting things. I mean, obviously they know we're here now. You have a ringing in your ears. Yeah. Hmm. So, they, I mean, if the patrol ain't coming back there already, I figure they'd probably already know we someone was coming, so ain't okay. no point well, to really hide. If I'm standing next to a door, just don't shoot it next time, please. I didn't shoot you. I'm a good shot. <laughs> Large is going to investigate. Right. See Go if ahead. traps. Uh, oh good uh, That is a 21 So There's no traps But you do notice An ornately carved drawing on the door And as you approach you can see two palm prints On the surface With a bullet hole in one of them and No the bullet hole is, is <laughs> up at the top <laughs> uh, Okay Well then Lars will put his hand on the It looks like that's the way to open the door Okay. Then he feels really stupid because he looks down and says the sees the word pull. As you put your hands on the door, you notice that this, the wall that you're looking at, right in between the palm prints, disappears, and carvings start to appear. So with your hands on it, now all of a sudden you can see what actually is hidden on the door. Hey guys. <clears throat> and as you do that, an arch appears around the door, and the following phrases flare to life below the arch in glowing letters in darkness it starts and in darkness it ends it burns as it rises and as it descends the in-between places glow warmly you know but not like the apex the highest it goes follow its path as it travels above from start until finish all colors thereof and as the words finish flashing there are 11 crystal orbs that appear Along the bottom of the doorway. Um, well, that's not foreboding at all. As you look, there are two dark purple orbs, two red, two orange, two green, two blue, and one yellow. Well, normally when I play this game, we have to put three of the same color in a row, so this is going to be difficult. There's only two of each color. And as you look, you do see that there is a a line right above where those words had appeared. And there's 11 holes across. And can you say what the text said again? I'm sorry to have you. Yeah, no problem. There's some other colors. It says, in darkness it starts and in darkness it ends. Well, can real quick, sorry. Can mm-hmm. Lars just roll, a, like, roll to see if he can figure this out? That should probably be the way to do it as opposed to Alex trying to figure it out. You um, roll, would that just be insight? Makes sense. Uh, insight know. or a... Something well, else. insight is intelligence, right? Acrobatics? That's wisdom. <laughs> Acrobatics doesn't <laughs> work. Um, straight intelligence. Straight intelligence? Straight like intelligence or insight. Um, hmm. 19. Oh, 17. Okay. You guys are pretty sure it's about the sun. And the riddle and the orbs have to do with the pattern of the sun. Right. 
Because it said something specifically about colors in it. What was that that part? So it said from start until finish, all colors thereof. So start so so darkest to lightest, the sun at the end, the eleventh one. It said it starts with darkness and ends with darkness. Oh, so the eleventh, the, it's the, the middle, middle, one middle. It's the phases the of yellow. sun up to sun set. It's 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 throughout the it's the it's the entire day. So yeah. like night to sun up, uh, all the sun and then all the way back to night again. Dawn so, and dusk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So you have so looking at it, you have two dark purple, two red, two orange, two green, two blue, and one yellow. So put the two dark purples on the very ends, right? And then the blues. So mm-hmm. as you do that, when you put the two dark purples on, mm-hmm. you notice that they start to illuminate. Oh, we already put the yellow one in the middle too. The yellow one illuminates. Mm-hmm. It's in the right spot. So oh, the- wait. Should red go before blue? No. No, because I think it'd be more dark purple, blue, so and blue. Then... Ooh, well, green. What? Green would probably go near the apex by yellow. Maybe it would go after orange. So maybe red, orange is orange, on yellow. the side of the. Oh no. Purple. See, from yellow, I would think it would be yellow, orange, red. Yeah. Yeah. And. Or maybe it goes yellow, green, orange, orange red, red, purple. No, blue. No. Sorry, blue. Hang, on. hang on. There aren't 11 spaces. I said that wrong. There's seven spaces. Sorry. There are seven spaces across the door. You, The purple ones went in and lit up, and the yellow one went in the middle so and lit up. So figure out four different. Okay. Red, so they orange, get rid of the green, thing. yellow. Uh, maybe they... So it... Starts and ends with purple, mm-hmm. but there's probably not two of every color on each side. So maybe it needs to go from purple to. But he said the two purple on the outsides did light up. Right, because it's from dark to dark. Okay, so where does green ever fit into a? Maybe I, green doesn't. I don't maybe think it green goes... does. Yes, remember there's eleven crystals that you can see, eleven crystal orbs, but there's only seven slots on the wall. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to use all of them. And what are all the colors besides the purple? So you have dark purple, red, orange, green, blue, and yellow. Red, blue, green, orange, yellow. Okay. And the purple are on the ends. They're little. I think so red and orange would probably go on the sunset, and the blue and green would go on the. Sunrise. Sunrise. Okay, so because Lars sunrise... puts a blue next to the purple on the left. However, red could go on you sunrise. Put a, you put a blue next to the purple one on the left? Yeah. You take one point of um, oh, lightning right. damage. As you go to put it in, it shocks you, but it doesn't light up. So put that That's on not the, right. Put that on the sunset, then. You put it on the sunset. Okay. Gustar grabs the blue <laughs> and puts it next to the purple on the sunset side. You take one point of lightning damage. All right. So bl- fuck blue. Like, blue's gone. <laughs> Oof. Man. I'm going to take an orange and put it next to the purple on the sunrise side. Roland's just keeping a lookout. You put he, the there's, orange, there's three, orange next to the purple. There, there's, yeah. th- there's three people you on take this. Two <laughs> fire damage as it doesn't light up. Yeah, Ro- Roland's just keeping a lookout. He's not going to be distracted with that. Um. Okay, so t- the two purples are lit up and the sun's lit up, right? Correct. Okay. 
And what? And uh, I'm going to take a green and put it on the sunrise side. You take three points of acid damage, and it does not light up. All right, fuck green too. <laughs> green okay, and blue—they don't belong. I don't think. I'm going to take a red and put it next to the purple on the sunrise side. The red one lights up. Okay, perfect. So, put so orange, orange next to orange next to the, the red. red. Okay, so that one lights up. So here's what you have so far. You have purple, red, orange, yellow, Sun. lit up. Two then blanks. you have two blanks and then purple. So now we got to go to Did we already try blue on the other side? Is that the, did you try that? I think, yeah. Yes. We okay. tried you tried blue, blue on, on the sunset doing, side. Yeah. Try doing it the same on the sunset side. You want to do orange and then red? Yeah, and I'll put them in. So, uh, so Both, in. Just one of them, please. Start with one. I'm going to put the <laughs> red across from the other red one. Okay, so and you're putting the red next to the purple. Yes. yes. Yes, that one lights up. Oh, okay. All right. And then put the orange on. And then I'll put the orange one in. Okay, as you put that orange one in, Oops. all of them light up. <laughs> oh, okay. And you hear... <laughs> and you can hear kind of the, the stone grinding against stone as you watch as the doorway slides backwards... And then to the left. And now the uh, door to the temple is open. And as you walk in, you are entering a chamber that is uh, 20 feet wide by 20 feet long before it drops down into a 10 foot wide by um, like 10 foot tall hallway. Okay. Is it dark? Yes. Roland does have goggles of night on. Those are just his regular glasses that he wears. Make a perception check. Everybody can. 13. 13. 16. Do I get advantage because of my special eyes? <laughs> I no. rolled a one. Uh, you. Too old. He's sleeping. <clears throat> Your eyes are You just hear the purring. <laughs> you guys walk in. And if it wasn't obvious that there were torches on the wall, it is now as who's closest to a brown or to a Garon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably like second in line. I don't know who wants to I leave. I mean, if we were carrying the crate on the ship, I'd be near you. Yeah, I'm in the back. As you guys, well, you're going to want somebody behind you. As you guys walk into the room. You start to notice torches, and as Garon walks past it, his uh, mane starts to catch on fire, and whoever is behind him can put it out quickly without him taking damage. But he walks too close to the torch and catches a little bit of his mane on fire. So, I don't um, know what perception you think Gustar has, but well, he rolled a one. That and ain't it. <laughs> he, he rolled a one. Uh, Lars's passive perception is pretty high. We'll just say I. He, he notices the smell of burning yeah. kitty cat, so. <laughs> and puts it out. Turns around so, like, oh! You need to get your eyes checked, bud. Ouch. I should mention that Gustar does have 14 passive perception, but he just, he doesn't put two and two together sometimes. <laughs> so yeah, so you guys walk in. Garon catches his mane on fire, not paying attention to the torches. Oh, that smells you, the air You guys now. put it out. Yep, the oh. smell of burnt hair is in the air. Delightful. 
You four are standing um, at the entrance to the 20 by 20 room, headed towards the hallway. What would you like to do? Kind of want to investigate the room, see where we're okay. at. Yeah, we'll just do the same. That's... So as you guys walk around the room, um, you do notice there's uh, there are strange carvings um, on the walls. They look... They don't look like they've been here for long. Is it a language that any of us knows? I mean, I know Infernal. (laughs) That's about it. Make a religion check. Oh. Well, I got advantage on that. Oh. I rolled two twos. And I got advantage. (laughs) Nineteen? Eleven. What did you, what did, um... 15. If you got a 15 or better, you have studied with the Order of the Bloodhawks. You guys have studied quite a bit when it comes to the different religions and the different races that came through the portals at the beginning. Because when the world was first created, when the gods created this land, there was nobody on it. So they opened portals to numerous different planes of existence, including the material plane, Um, other places on the material plane to populate it so you guys have taken the time to study what each one means looking at these symbols on the wall by studying the religion you feel this relates to more of the darker planes of existence specifically Shadowfell. very delightful well i'll be honest with you guys i don't think i really paid attention when we Went over this before. Just stuff about Shadowfell, no biggie, really. Oh, okay. We gonna move on? Uh, I I guess so. He's just he's just gonna look at. Um, I forgot his name. Haste. Haste. Yeah. Um, he's just gonna look at Haste. Anything else or? Haste is gonna be tracing it. And kind of like with his finger, just kind of trying to connect the dots of what it is. It is a very odd shape. Where you're at right now, it's just basically a horizontal line. And then another one that cuts back at like a 45 degree angle downward. But that's it. After Gustar looks at the writing. I'm sorry. It's horizontal and cuts up at a 45 degree angle. Again, very delayed. Gustar... Looking at the writing, we'll just say, my mind is growing, and turn and just walk to the side. <laughs> Roland, I don't, do you understand what, I don't understand what's happening. Okay, sorry. Uh, it ain't my job to. Oh, gosh, okay. <laughs> he kind of looks around and he goes, some, some people are men of many words and some are just men of silence. And oh. humans are just flat intriguing you said what humans are just flat odd and intriguing Mm, he's just gonna he's just gonna call you a house cat in infernal (laughs) anyways (laughs) uh for the podcast what does that sound like reggie i don't know give us (laughs) what does house cat sound like in infernal please (laughs) i don't know garon 
is just going to flip you off with a middle claw well, because you, he doesn't do you, know what you, you said, but he is going to assume it's a insult. So he's just going to flip you off. You want off. that finger I or mean, you want to lose it? Okay, guys, come on. <laughs> come Gustav on. is just like anyway full on geez. staring at Roland right now. Just Why don't with you put this, those guns like, down and uh, let's find out. Come on, let's... Can we fight what we're here to fight? Well, well, Roland's Roland's giving you like a full grin. Like yeah. by the way, like he's not like he's not like straight face. Oh. He's, he's giving you a full grin when saying all of this. Yeah. Star is just gonna start grinning on his end too. He's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, there will be time for blood. Lars is done with this and is moving forward. You just start walking Gustar down follows. the hallway. Gustar just automatically just- follows you. Garen's just gonna slap Roland on 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 the back and just be like, "Alright, we can be friends." Alright, House Cat. He says that in common. <laughs> Mini me. So as you guys mm-hmm. walk down the hallway, um, what is the marching order of everybody? Large is up front. Okay, make a perception check. To 12. Okay. You feel it, but not in time. You feel a tile depress under your foot and you hear a click. Roll a dexterity saving throw. And where was everybody else compared to Lars? I was behind Lars. Is there some way that I could... Well, never mind. Are you behind or next to... Oh, shoot. To? No, I'm sorry. 23. 23? I followed mm-hmm. behind him. Where's everybody else? Uh, I'll just be in the back, I guess. Okay. And then I'm behind... Gustar. Gustar. So you're in a 10-foot wide hallway and you guys are walking in just a single straight line. Sounds like it. Just the way that... Well, the- I'm walking kind of staggered. Roland will just be trailing in the back, like, probably, like, ten feet behind the party. Okay. So. I want to say it was straight line. Well, that's what I'm asking. Are you guys in, like, a straight line back, or are you staggered? How are you guys? I'm walking staggered. Lars in the front. I have no idea what it was. So you're walking, basically, not next to Lars, but just behind him. Yeah. You make a dexterity saving throw. You take two points of piercing as an arrow screeches down the hallway and hits you. I made a 23 save and it still hits me? Yeah, it's half damage. I rolled four for damage. <laughs> okay. I rolled a 21 dexterity 21, save. so you take two points of damage as well. Okay. As basically you triggered the trap that shot arrows down the hallway. So as soon as you heard that click, basically like... Four wide arrows shot down the hallway. Since you two were kind of staggered offset, those you two got hit. Okay. Watch where you're stepping. He, 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 he says he pulls an arrow out of his shoulder. Yeah, we'll try not to get your hair on fire again. <laughs> you guys continue down the hallway. Well, I guess I'm going to investigate the hallway now as we're going, since we're going to do this now. Maybe. So that's a no, I'm not going to investigate it? Or? No, I would say maybe you should. A Tarrasque appears in the hallway. Oh, God. 
a boulder uh, falls 20, behind you. 23. 23? You, you notice a pattern to them. Mm-hmm. Every, like, 10 to 15 feet, they're staggered on either side. So that if you didn't know they were there and you just walked in a straight line, you're almost sure to trigger at least one. Mm-hmm. You can tell whoever set them. As you're looking at them now, you're kind of frustrated that you tripped the one that you did. Because they aren't... They aren't necessarily the stone tiles. It is an actual like string that goes across that stone tile that when you push it down far enough, it triggers the trap at the far end of the hallway. You're not positive, but you feel like if you stepped on any of these other strings, you've probably already used the trap. Like They basically linked it numerous times to the same trap, so since you've already triggered it, most likely it won't go again. I'm going to point out the tiles we should be stepping on anyway and everybody know I think we probably tripped it there might not be any more but just be safe just step on these tiles and so you guys get to the end of the hallway there's a turn to the left you continue down as you're going make a perception check everyone or just him everybody can that's walking 13 if you would be looking at the walls, then make a perception check. 13. 19. 17. 6. So at the beginning, when you guys are walking into that room, the drawing you saw, basically like a sailboat at first, and now it looks like the number 4. But as you continue, you start to see that it takes shape. Hmm. As you're moving down the hallways. One more line. <laughs> Guys, we're a line away from the devil. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Gustar and Roland with their religion checks know that there is a rumored god that was one of the gods of creation whose symbol is an upside down star on fire. Very pleasant. Very pleasant. <laughs> oh, goodness. Roland's just going to say that when he kind of like remembers it and it's kind of like. What's pleasant? Wait, what? Oh, I mean, God of Creations, kind of upside down star on fire type deal. No biggie. Don't stress about it. Let's just keep on going. All right. Lars, he's gone. He probably shouldn't stress about him. So you guys are traversing this labyrinth um, underneath the temple. And as you are, you start to weave down the hallways. You start to see the upside-down star start to take shape. Each new hallway we get to, Lars is going to investigate. <laughs> Just putting it out there. <laughs> okay. okay. I'll, let, I'll let you know when it's important. Okay. Because there is one that you'll need to investigate. Okay, so. Just good call. <laughs> with his Just special with his special eyes. As you as you turn and look down a, a rather long hallway, go ahead and make your investigation check. You can leave the advantage too, by the way. That's why I'm going twice. Nineteen. Nineteen? So Or an eight. DM's choice. Nineteen uh, no. or an eight? No. no. I mean, <laughs> it's my choice. <laughs> Too much power. All, too much power. all of a sudden, uh, 
A giant stone falls from above you and crushes your own. Oh. We move forward. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> bye, guys. Real. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so uh, you look down the hallway. You don't see any traps, but you do notice movement towards the end of the hallway as what looks like a hooded figure kind of cuts to the right towards the end of the hallway. I don't have time to shoot it. He gets around the corner. Um, I mean, he's about 120 feet from you. I'd give you I'd give you one shot. Can I see you? <laughs> Question mark? I mean, the, it's, it's, it's large as nature. I mean, it's quick. So I would give him. I would give him one shot. Okay. And this guy's probably gonna have like three quarters cover, but because he's disappearing around the corner. But you're dealing with a crossbow expert. I was gonna say same with a sharpshooter. <laughs> three quarters cover. I'll put my matter. money on the. Uh, I mean, you want to do it with disadvantage or something, or no, no, just straight roll. Okay. Just one, just one attack. Uh, that is a. Uh, that's a twenty-seven. <laughs> twenty-seven hits. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, that's uh, eight piercing. Eight piercing. Guys, there's someone down there. <laughs> Roland just after <laughs> after he shoots, after he shoots, and then Lars starts running down the hallway. You. Oh no! As you shoot, you just hear this. Yay! As you hit the guy at the end of the hallway. I hit Shaggy? What was that? No, it's the professor from the Waterboy. But, um. Zoinks! You, you hit the guy at the end of the hallway, and you can hear he's like, sir, we have company! And you can hear him yelling as he's continuing in that direction. He had nine hit points. Like, oh man. He almost killed him. So. I'll do it next time. The hallway is about, like, 80 feet long. Yeah. That doesn't matter, though, right? Because you're an expert, don't you? You have, like, 400 feet or whatever. Oh, heavy well, cross a heavy cross was 100 feet. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, but I can go up to 400. Okay. Up to 400. So you hit the figure at the end of the hallway. <laughs> Does he? Yeah. 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 I got him. And yeah. Oh, he hit him. And he runs around the corner. You hear him scream to somebody, we have company. And as you are getting ready to turn the corner to look into the big room, you notice that there's a very eerie green glow. Coming from that, and as you come around the corner, you can see two figures standing in front of what appears to be a ring of, it's made of like gold and bronze, and as you look at it, go ahead, everybody, you're looking quickly, so go ahead and make a history and a religion check in that order. Give me the history first, and then the religion. History... History is 12. History is 19. History is 22. And what was the other one? Religion. Religion is 21. Religion is 22. Religion is 10. We get advantage in all these roles. So. <laughs> uh, I got an 18 on history. Religion, I got a 16. Okay. So um, it, I just set the DC at 12 because you guys are all blood hunters. So you've learned this stuff. It's pretty easy for you to recall some of this stuff. But as you come around and you're looking at the actual the actual circle, you can tell that there's different symbols for different planes of existence. As you look closely, you realize that none of them are from the 
good planes. And at the top, there is the symbol, which we discussed earlier, which is the upside down flaming star. And it is bright green. It is almost like a, a bright green rune at the top of it. And as it does, you see this flash. And as it flashes, you hear, my job is done. And the individual that you're looking at on the left of the table that is wearing a green robe disappears. So it was not the guy on the green robe that I shot? No. Different robe? Nope. That's the other guy? Yep, the other guy is the one that you shot. Then you see an arm reach through the portal. As you see... Is it like a regular arm or is it a very large like, arm? <laughs> it is a very large arm that is very similar to what you saw on your way to the temple. As a shadow demon emerges from the portal. Mm. But a big one. And you see a few more come through and you hear it and it looks at the individual that has been shot. Comes through and it looks at him and it says, where is your master? You are not the one who should have summoned us. And he kind of looks at him. He's like, well, my, uh, he's gone. But we have company. And he points back towards the door and you hear him say, get behind us. As three more shadow demons emerge from the portal. And the human goes around, um, basically like hiding behind the portal, but still peeking around. Let's go. So there's four total. There are four total blood demons that have come through the portal. Blood demons or shadow demons? Or shadow demons, sorry. They're they're blood demons from Reaper. That's the, the kit that you buy. But they're shadow demons. And everybody roll for initiative. 21. 23. Damn, y'all. Showing off this week. <laughs> I even rolled pretty well. One of them got a one. He died. Ooh, so he gets <laughs> just to, sucked like, back into the yeah, portal. The other ones gone. didn't, but one did. Lars, what did you get? Twenty-three. Jerome. Give me just a second. Roland. Twenty-one. And Ooh. Gustar nineteen. Nineteen. Damn. Katie doesn't roll this well. <laughs> 13 He's rolled the 6 Oh, oh yeah. yeah Yeah So Lars you are up first You've entered the room About no, I didn't say mm-hmm. Well you guys are You guys are at the entrance to the room mm-hmm. um, You are we're, about we're, I'm gonna investigate There's a difference <laughs> You are about 40 feet away from um, the closest shadow demon um, as they're advancing towards you after pushing the human back. Okay. So we're saying the doorway is just like the middle, I guess, of that map that we're looking at? Right yes. When you, when you turn and look, it is the, the portal is centered for your view. Yeah. And it's about 40 feet between you and the closest shadow demon. Uh, okay. Gonna take two shots with my crossbow at the guy, the shadow demon closest to me. Okay. That is a 22 to hit. 
and a 17 to hit? Both of those hit. Okay. Let's roll both at the same time here. Oh, gosh. That's the wrong button. That is a 10 piercing and an, uh, sorry, 7 piercing. 7 piercing total? No, 17 piercing total. 17 piercing total. Yeah, so both my shots. And we're going to say that's the blue shadow demon in the front moving towards you. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I just kind of popped around the doorway, pop up, and then I pop back in the hallway. Pop up. Did you shoot shots at one? Hmm? Did you you, um, shoot one two times? Yeah, the blue one. Okay. Twice or 17 piercing. Okay. The one in the front. Mm Mm-hmm. Roland, you are up. Um, Unless, is there anything else you can do? Sorry. There's a lot I can do. No, but that's all he's going to do. Okay. Roland, you're up. Um, Roland is going to take one shot at the one that Lars took a shot at. He's just going to poke in the room, just like on the other side, like of the wall, since it's a 10 foot wide hallway, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's just going to poke in on the other side. Um, Now, it does end, though. So the way that you're going, like it comes here and then turns like that. So. So there's not there wouldn't be a place on the other yeah, side. Yeah, there wouldn't be on the okay. other side. You would just be sneaking around on okay, the near that, side. That's fine. Um, Roland will actually um, kind of like run in the room and go to like the corner of it as okay. well, and just like kind of just stay there and just take shots from there. It's a uh, twenty-four to hit. Twenty-four hits. Fourteen piercing. It's a magical weapon as well. I don't know if that matters. And you've run in the room. Yeah, I'm just kind of like in the corner of the room, like close to the corner. Okay. So he is going to... Or I, I have one more attack still. Okay. Um, I'm going to... How, how badly hurt does he does he look? He looks pissed. Okay. Um, I, w- I wouldn't say he looks hurt. He just looks pissed. Roland's going to use his sharpshooter feet and take a minus five to the next um, attack roll that he does with the firearm. Mm-hmm. Um... 25 minus 5, 20. 20 hits. Okay. This is at the um, the same one as well. Okay. 3, 10, 20 piercing. Okay. So he looks angry. Um, he's about, say, 35 feet from you now because you stepped inside the right. room and moved along the wall. If he's not dead, Roland's just going to action surge and just fire two more shots. Okay. Okay. Um, he's going to use a dead eye shot or one of his grip points to do a dead eye shot and gain advantage. I'm just shooting at the same one. Mm-hmm. He's also going to use his sharpshooter feet as well again. No. I doubt. 12 minus 5, 7. No. No. Okay. Um, second shot. So you, you line it up, you take that shot, and as you do, you just something in you, the, the light of the brazers. They just catches you off guard. Sure. And uh, you shoot into one of those. Sure. So you um, hear it hit one of those columns. His final hit, he'll do the same thing. Sharpshooter feet, probably a lot better. 29 to 24. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or 12, 19, 29. Piercing? Yeah. Gustar, you're up. How far away are they from the entrance? About 40 feet from the entrance. Then I'm just going to um, walk in the room 10 feet um, while getting... I have two sickles in my hand, um, 
and I slice one up my arm and then you see them glow and kind of just start crackling with lightning a little bit. Roll your um, damage. Mm -hmm. I take one point of damage. All right. I'm within 30 feet of that dude now. I'm going to cast blindness on on him if I can. It's a con save of 13. Con save of 13? Yeah. Okay, hang on. I rolled a 12 on the die, so let me see what his con is. His con is plus one, so it's 13. So it meets it. You attempt to blind and deaf the blue shadow demon in front of you. Doesn't work. It is its turn. It will move up to you. Do it. Does anybody speak abyssal? I almost did. I mean, give me a second. I can. <laughs> <laughs> so you you hear this shadow demon approach and yell something in abyssal at um, Gustar before reaching out to strike. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Does a 16 hit you? Yes. Could I silvery barbs that technically as a reaction? I think you can. Yeah, so... So I distract him. What does Silvery Barb say for the reaction? It says you magically distract the triggering creature and turn its momentary uncertainty into encouragement for another creature. So whoever's closest to me, which I would hope that would be Roland. So I'll be like, you're encouraged. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, <coughs> the triggering creature must re-roll the d20 and use the lower roll. Okay, I rolled a 10. Does a 15 hit you? you um <laughs> yeah so you can then choose a different creature you can see within range the chosen creature has advantage on the next attack roll ability saver saving throw it makes within one minute nice um, very cool yeah so that's for roland and i'll just take the hit that's fine okay so you're still hit you take 10 points of psychic damage okay as the shadow demon claws into you. I don't know why it's psychic, but that's what it says. I think they don't actually pierce the skin. It, it, it's like actually, like it would actually like reach. It's reaching into your soul, basically. It's a yeah, shadow. I'm facing my childhood trauma right now, Lars. All right, <laughs> yeah. leave me be. Lars in India. <laughs> so yeah, so it, it strikes through. It hits you once with those claws. Um that's its turn. <laughs> your, your father didn't love you. <laughs> <laughs> Garon. So Garon is going to step around the corner. And how far away is that demon that's going after? Uh, well, your your party member is in the way. So he's going to have a little bit of cover because he ran up to her. Well, to him. To I Gustar. went ten feet into the room. Yeah. Right. So... And he ran up to you, right, to attack you. So oh, you are I'm in front. right. You're saying. between. This is you attacking. I'm this blocking is what you're shooting the shadow at. demon. Okay, demon, demon, <laughs> the, the shadow, shadow demon. demon, shadow demon. <laughs> hey guys, oh, hey everybody, Katie's back. <laughs> shadow demon. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds nothing like I know. Katie. 
I'm going to step around. <laughs> but maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Goostarch. And okay. I'm going to. So, so are you going in the room? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm going in. And as I step around her, I've already got I'm a one of my great swords <laughs> in my hand. And I'm going to strike the shadow demon that's attacking me. Okay, you're only going to be able to get next to him with mm-hmm. this based on where you were in the hallway mm-hmm. and coming around and getting in there. Because I'm assuming your movement speed isn't more than 30, is it? It's 35. 35? So, yeah. So, you get right to it. Right to yeah. the side of it. So, I'm going to... Extra. And I get two attacks. Does a 18 hit? 18 hits. Okay. And a 19. Okay. So I'm gonna roll for what you. kind of weapon do you have? Great sword. <laughs> right, right. But magical or just regular? It's just a regular. Cool. So it doesn't hardly damage Great. it. Yeah. You just see the shadow go, Whoof. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that tickled a little. Start. <laughs> 27 points of slashing damage. Well, you think so. <clears throat> Does he feel like his blade actually takes hold when it goes through, or... No. He he feels like it doesn't quite get as deep of a cut as he thought it would. Well, darn. Is your your crossbow magical? I mean, now it is. (laughs) So I would say you you feel the same thing. I mean, my my gun is magical. (laughs) There's no way I... I left yours full damage. Okay. But I, I halved yours and have So it just, there's no way he would feel that. Right. But even outside, I have yours. But it just like went it through. Sense. Like yeah. it didn't t- take hold. It just went, gotcha. So. Gotcha. Garone runs up, slashes at this shadow demon. So now you are next to it. Mm-hmm. The purple shadow demon is up next. He's going to double move. And get right into Roland's face. That will be his turn. The green shadow demon. Roland mm-hmm. Roland just kind of winks at him when he gets in his face. The uh, green shadow demon will move up to Garone and will claw attack. Does a 24 hit you? Yep. Nine points of psychic damage as his claws pass through you. How high is the ceiling in this room? About 20 feet. Are these things... It's a bigger chamber. It opens up. Bipedal on the ground? What, what's the They're floating. Their, so they can fly? Is that yes. what we're getting? They do have legs. They, they are moving, but they yeah. do seem like they're kind of hovering in a sense over yeah. the ground rather than walking. Sure. I figure there's like the ones outside. But. I have a quick question because my Crimson Right was originally... Um, lightning, Loride of the Storm. However, I gained Right of Dawn as part of something that I chose. Mm-hmm. And so I want to make clear that I activated Right of Dawn. Okay. That was my intention. Okay. Okay. Is that radiant damage? Yes. Okay. So it, Hayesk is up. He was kind of towards the back looking at the different symbols. And when you said... Um, there's somebody here. He was running up with you guys. He was just in the back because he had been kind of trying to etch the symbols and, and put the pieces together. Um, and as he has, he's, you know, right behind you guys. So he comes around the corner. He will move 
He will move on the other side of the blue um, shadow demon okay. that we have there yep. to give advantage to yep. everybody else that is around it because he is across. The, the way that I'm going to do it is if you if these two are surrounding somebody, obviously they have advantage. But if you're a third person that comes up right here, because there's this cross advantage, you have an advantage as well. Like anybody attacking that creature would have advantage. It doesn't make sense that it would be like, oh, no, you two do, but you don't. That's not, I don't, I don't think that makes sense. So he moves up as he sprints in the room. You see him kind of just press his long, cause he had sheathed his long, his uh, great sword when he was different, doing the different sketches and everything. So he presses it against his leg, draws blood again. And for the record, he does have a magical great sword. His two attacks. He rolled a 17 plus 12 and a 9 plus 12. So he hits. Fifteen. So 30 total points of damage to that one. And the blue shadow demon between the three of you immediately starts to just turn into ichor where it stands and just drip into the floor and turns into this puddle of ichor in between the three of you as haste slices through twice with the great sword and does his damage um he since it was magical they don't have resistance to or they have resistance to fire so it takes half of his right damage but he's still good enough and then it will be the red shadow demon's turn in the back of the room. And he, seeing this, will move with the green shadow demon and get basically double move to be next to him, facing Garon, Lars, and, or no, Garon, Hask, and Gustar. So you guys have basically two in front of you and the three of you are kind of standing in a semicircle facing them lars you're up okay lars is out he's in the hallway so no one can see him he has his he's let his crossbow fall to the side um he has his shielded hand his plus two magic rapier mm-hmm. just making sure uh and his other hand he casts invisibility and he wants to find a way through everyone that's kind of outside the room without obviously bumping into anybody or anything. I would say you could probably... Are, are you trying to get... I would think you couldn't get to flanking, but you could get next no. to... He wants to double move as far as he can into the room. Okay. You could get about 20 feet, 25 feet past the okay. shadow demons that are that. engaged with... Yeah. So Lars is friends. booking it towards the portal. Okay. That's it. All right. Lars books it towards the portal. Roland, you're up. So you said that there's one directly in front of me, right? It double moved and got in front of me? Yes. The purple demon is directly in front of you. All right. Roland, purple shadow demon. Roland's just going to take two shots at it. He um, does have gunner, so since it's point blank, it doesn't impose disadvantage. Um, he is going to use a dead eye shot and gain advantage on it. Um, and he's also going to do the sharpshooter thing again. 
17 plus 12, 29, minus 5, 24. 24 hits. Cool. 23 plus 10, 33 for the first shot. And let me mark down that grit point. Um, so you've used two grit points now, right? Correct. Okay. Um, his second shot um, is a 8, 20. It's flat 20. 20 hits. Okay. 19. 19 points of damage? Yep. So how many total points of damage did you uh, do? Right 19 there? plus 33? Uh, 52. 52? Yeah. He's still standing, but took a good chunk out of him. Okay. We're all just going to say, maybe not stand so close there, but He says something back to you in Abyssal that you can't understand. I'm sure. Gustar, you're up. I have a demon in front of me still, right? You have two demons in front of you. There's a, okay, I'm a green one and a purple one. Are, uh, a green shadow demon and a purple one ran up on you guys. That's not accurate where they are. The blue one's dead. Oh. The blue one died when Haste ran in. So yeah. right now you have... And which one's Roland on? That's <laughs> <laughs> the wrong way. Um, Roland is in the back corner. There's uh, the... I'm sorry, the red and the green one ran up on you guys. The purple one is in the corner with Roland. So how far away am I? You're within 10 feet. Of Roland? Of Roland? I'd say probably 30 feet. Okay. So what I'm going to do... <clears throat> no, good star, sorry. What's good star going to do? <laughs> oh. I love, not the right accent. I love how Gustar went from like the Diablo three to the surfer boy from yeah, California. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> that, that was wrong. <clears throat> What's sorry. Gustar gonna do, bro? Gustar, dry pineapples uh, on your pizza, Johnny Montana. I am going to cast kinetic jaunt on myself. Okay. Please read that because I've never heard of that before. It sounds delightful. So kinetic jaunt is you magically empower your movement with dance-like steps. Can we please say your... Hold on, I gotta read it. Can we say it's moonwalking? Can, sure. Sure. No, I don't think we can say that. I don't think Gustar <laughs> would know, but it's fine. Yeah. Uh, giving yourself the following benefits for the duration. Your walking speed increases by 10 feet. So instead of 30, I have 40. Okay. Uh, you don't provoke opportunity attacks okay you wouldn't you're you're 10 feet away but well hold on one moment sir and you'll find out what my plan is oh. find out <laughs> you can move through the space of another creature and it doesn't count as difficult terrain so okay yeah i picture her doing it uh, uh, sorry he doing it yes he pardon me um how dare gangle you? style <laughs> Oh, oh that gosh. might be better too. Just galloping across the room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Camera, cinematically, camera zooms in, and now you have sunglasses on for some reason. <laughs> Moonwalk halfway, then all of a sudden, turn style. Like I really would. Okay, so the issue with this being a podcast the, is that end, I can't act time. this out. But he's very badly just like trying to like yeah. old style. Gotcha. Move. So he he looks like. Ulrich von Lichtenstein trying to yes, dance in a exactly. night's tale. <laughs> exactly. Just kind of hopping around his steps. That's a pole. 
And he goes Great up to the first the shadow demon that's within 10 feet okay. that's going towards the direction of Roland. So whichever that one is. I think it's the red one, I'm um, assuming. It, they would be in the opposite direction of Roland. Roland is in the back corner. So Roland is in this back corner right here. here. Yep. Roland walked in. I thought it was that way. Roland is here. Okay. He came in and went along Fuck here. It. I still have what I'm wanting. <laughs> so there, there, there I go the up to one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I go up to whichever one's on my right. Okay. The uh, the red one. Yeah. And try to fuck them up with my sickle. <laughs> with my crimson right. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. That would be a 15. 15 hits. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> no, once, once I was I have to do that. Okay, they're I'm... both two. So I have two regular attack and two radiant. Two regular and two radiant. So your radiant damage um, is times two. So six points total, I believe. Are your sickles just regular, though? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, so the two that is half. fine. No, if it's not a magical weapon, it doesn't do full damage. It does half. I understand. So you do five points of damage total with the one attack. Okay. Are you swinging through the other one? No, because I did bonus action cast Oh, bonus spell. action. Okay. But what I am doing is now dance stepping myself back to get to Roland. Can, can you do that? I know nobody else can see it at home, but can you dance step back again? <laughs> how, how did that go? No, I just, I just do a little move. <laughs> a little... Step and a hop. It's really sad. It's like those people who square dance by themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just dosey doing backwards. But there's so, no music. Real quick. <laughs> so I had. <laughs> follows Gustars. Oh, and um, on top of this, when he is dancing back to go towards Roland, I think, I think I'm going to be 10 feet shy, though. So you're going to go forward, poke. So you're going to take five feet, poke, and then you're going to move at a diagonal. So I, if it's just feet five feet, rolling. I have 35 feet to I, I would say you can get to the other side of the... Uh... Near Roland? Yeah. So whenever I get there, that's whenever I will yell out in Celestial, I smell your fear and death. Roland looks visibly confused. Like, he's 100% <laughs> focusing on the demon in front of him, and he, like, kind of, like, side-eyes and, like, does a full double take... <laughs> Um, and he just kind of grins and just shrugs his shoulders. At this point, Gustar is trying to impress Roland. I was going <laughs> to so say, Ro- Roland gives that side eye as Gustar is dancing across the room in the middle of battle. Got it. Like, Got it. when you get, like, to me, Roland will just say, do your thing, I guess. Oh, he smiles so big. Oh, no. Do we need to, like, knock down those pillar things? To get it to stop like bringing some... Because keep yeah. pooping out shadow demons. Oh, fuck. You see another shadow demon come out of the portal. It moves 60 feet. It is headed for Gustar and Roland in the corner. That's a weird movement. Why would it... Well, I'm not going to question. It sees a fair fight here, two and two, and it sees an unfair fight over here, two on one. So it's moving. Mm. Garon, you're up. Garon's visibly frustrated because his swords are not doing their normal damage because he left his magical one on the freaking boat. 
like a dumbass. <laughs> Wait, what? He you left got his a magical, magical weapon, and I forgot oh, to grab it. Oh my god! So I'm going to use my. He did say that he had two great swords, and he was removing one on the boat. Oh my god! No. So I'm going to use my crimson right. Uh, which two are are closest to me? The green and the green and the red one here on the board are I'm, the closest to you. I'm going to attack. I'm going to get within striking distance of the green one and attack it first. With well, you're you're already in striking distance to okay. it. So you're you're within five feet of it. Okay, because that's that's the one that you swung at and hit. Yeah, or no? Did you swing at the blue one? I swung at the blue one first. Yeah, you swung at the blue one, and then the green one ran up. That's right. Okay, so I'm going to attack the green one okay. with both of my normal attacks. Oh, that one doesn't hit. But on this next attack, I'm going to use a bonus action for my Crimson Right to imbue my weapon with 1d4 fire damage. So okay. it hits. So did you? So did you act for a bonus action? You have to cut yourself to activate yes. that. Yes. So he, he cut his arm. So take your damage for it. Roll your d4 because you do damage to yourself when you activate this blood magic. One. So you take one point of damage mm-hmm. to activate your blood magic. And then I rolled a natural one on my second attack. Oh really? Roll another d20. Oh, you got kidding me. <laughs> No. Does a 15 hit? No, 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 no. no, no. Oh, okay. You, you don't get to hit. <laughs> what was the number on the dice? Eight. Eight? Okay. Under ten. So, you ran up. Haste is right there. Roll damage for your attack. You're going to decapitate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, pick up his sword if it did. <laughs> there you go, bud. Eleven. Eleven points of damage? Mm-hmm. So as you swing through, and did that include your crimson right? Roll uh-huh. your roll your right damage too. If it didn't include it, you got to roll the right damage too. It's all in that weapon. Two. So, Hask sees you basically activate your crimson right, lets down his guard, and turns towards the red shadow demon that is in front of him, and then feels a searing pain as. <laughs> What were you using? Were you using your claws or? I was using my great sword. Your great? Oh, you were using your great sword. Yeah. Uh, so a great sword just strikes him in the back, and he yeah. lunges forward towards the shadow demon and turns around in confusion to see you standing there with a sword, and he immediately yells at you, "What is wrong with you? This is not what we came here to do. Attack the blood demons." I did. Now the purple shadow demon that is in front of Roland. We'll lash out at Roland. Dodge. Declare dodge. There you go. It worked. Confidence. He doesn't have it in him. Maybe he does. Does an 18 hit you? Maybe. Yeah. Ooh. You take 14 points of psychic damage as his claws pass through you. That ain't nothing. And... I miss my mommy. <laughs> Roll a perception check. Uh, not great. Not great. Seven. Gustar, you can roll a perception check as well. 
15. Gustar notices that he sinks almost into the shadows and moves back along the wall. Gustar, you are able to take an attack of opportunity on him if you would like. 15. 15 hits. And this would just be regular damage. It wouldn't be my crimson, right? If you if your weapon is activated with the crimson right, you can if you're attacking with that weapon, it would still get the crimson right. Um oh shoot, I didn't designate. Okay, here. Let me That's okay. That's okay. Well Just there's me, two and three. The two and three, so we'll say <clears throat> super easy. We'll say that the two was your um <clears throat> regular weapon and the three was a crimson right, so you do four damage. So you hit him, he goes over to the wall. Roland can't quite see him. As he's shifted into the shadows, um, his stealth roll was higher than your perception roll. Right. Lars moved around to where he can see the human behind the portal, correct? I don't know if I've got that. Have I got that far yet? Or has he gotten that far yet? You're about 25 feet away from the portal where you're swinging out wide enough. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm going to say because you're swinging out wide enough, you have line of sight on the guy that's by the portal. Right. And what you see and what nobody else sees because of the portal is... There is a large hand that reaches out from the portal, and you watch as it grabs the head of the individual that's there, mm-hmm. and you hear cracking and crunching as he crushes the skull and drops the individual that was there. What the fuck? <laughs> as this happens, you hear, you guys don't speak abyssal, so it sucks. I was hoping somebody would pick up abyssal, but in abyssal, he screams out, the pawns have served their purpose. Find a way above ground. Tonight, Utagi returns to Manassas. This is where we will end part one of The Cocked, a real play D&D podcast Halloween special. The Order of the Bloodhawks have tracked some strange activity to an ancient temple on the island of Vinvale. Upon entering the temple, the party recognized symbols associated with the Shadowfell plane and discovered an apparent ritual which opened a portal to welcome shadow demons to the lands of Manassas. Thank you again for tuning into Cocked, a real play D&D podcast Halloween special. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to our cast and crew. Details can be found in the episode descriptions. <laughs>